I tell you what, I don't know what it is about Bobby. He just got a big flick. Coming to you from a dusty road, Austin, Texas, the live frisbee capital of the world. It's the Sold Out Podcast with your hosts, Nice D, Dr. Flatball, and Mr. Wim. Let's start this damn thing. Yeah, here we go. It's sold out. Season four, episode three. Three. I'm executive producer, Mr. Whammo, back here on a Wednesday evening. To my left is old Flatty. And to his left is the nice and the D. (laughs) Tonight, uh, D does not stand for defense. It stands for dinner, because nice D is slamming some dinner here on the mic. It stands for Diaz. Apostrophe D I double L A S, as in Casa Diaz. Nice Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey guys. Damn right. The soul beat the roughness. But yeah, I mean, this is like, it's almost too good to be true. Like, how do we celebrate the soul after four years, three and a half years? Three plus years of futility against the Ralph Nerds. Well, I brought a pip of whiskey, if you guys would like any of that. I'll take a pip of whiskey. I would. Did oh. you say a pip? A pip. Oh, I've never heard that. Really? It's a tiny uh, half pint bottle of whiskey, a.k.a. a pip. Well, let us. <laughs> let us partake in the whiskey. Uncork the whiskey. Uncorking the whiskey. It's too bad Honorable R.H. Bigley moved to Columbia, because he would love the pip of whiskey. He would have. Oh, I hate that. Uh, our esteemed guest, who was who will be introducing soon, has passed on the pip. Just so you know, that's how I know he's a professional. He knows he has a game to win in just a couple days, and to come in here and throw it all away for our sake would be—he's not going to just come over and do alcohol with us <laughs> <laughs> like some some ruffian. No, sir. Who do you guys? Who do they play next? I don't even know. They play the Roughnecks again. Again? On Sunday kill. in in Dallas. Kill. 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 Must kill. Kill. Let's kill. kill the same. Kill. 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 Hey, you know, guys, a lot's happened since our last pod. Let's start with this insanely windy game. Uh, Doctor Flatball was doing the official live stream on AUDL.TV. <laughs> there was that happening. And uh, it was just a crazy game. It was lots of wind. Like I said, Flatball's over there doing official stuff. We're all, you know. and, and Well, I was on the sidelines. Hope was on the sidelines. I was on the sidelines with the team. But Disc runner? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> so to set the stage for, for Yee Fan, it's like 40 mile an hour wind gusts, the kind where like you throw it. 20 yards, it goes 20, 30 yards, and then comes back 20, 30 yards, boomerang style. That happened in the game to Jake Reinhardt. That was funny. Jake Weinhardt. Jake Weinhardt, former Austin Soul player. Uh, there was actually a chant happening in the stands at one point. Did you guys catch this? It just said, suck it, Reinhardt. No. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. it just kept happening. How do you... <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. How do you chant that? I guess I should say it was more like a repeated phrase while he was on the field. Oh, something that you just kept hearing again and again? It, yeah. That's a lot different than a chant. <laughs> Hold on. Were people screaming, suck it, Reinhardt, once or many times in a row? I mean, there was like maybe a couple seconds in between while he would do more things in the field. So it's like he would throw the one that goes up 
and then goes back 40 yards. People say, suck it, Reinhardt. Then he would like pick it up and throw it away, and people would say, suck okay. it, Reinhardt. Okay, more okay. like a theme. It's, yeah, a heckle. Yeah. Refrain. You know, a refrain. Sorry. Refrain. Yeah. Beautifully done. Sorry. Beautifully done. All of us. Yes. We're getting to the bottom of that. Yeah, we really whittled away at it. <laughs> so, yeah, there was that going on. There's a bunch of other weird stuff, but the main thing is that the Soul came back and won in overtime, which was crazy. I'm going to kick that over to Nice D for a little more game recap. So, I wanted to share my top five thoughts on the game. Do we want to bring in our guests before you do that? I think we do. All right. Flatty, you do it because uh, you've got the voice. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Put your hands together and give me a big, warm round of applause for tonight's very special guest coming from San Antonio, Texas, home of the legendary Alamo, coming in at six foot one and 190 pounds, Corey Mika! Hey, Meeks, welcome to the podcast. What's going on? couple quick things so your last name is spelled m-i-k-a yeah it's polish it was probably originally like mika stranowskovich or something it right? could have been at one point i guess but then it's is the nickname meeks like m-e-e-k-s you know that's a good point so a bunch of people in san antonio it's meek but as soon as i got into austin i don't know i guess probably about last year uh right before i got on the team it was meeks like i got on the team late you know uh i came in halfway in and just a couple of guys were hurt or whatever. And so then I just hopped on and it was just, it just stuck. Meeks. I'm not sure. I guess they thought that there was multiple of me out there. I'm not sure. It was. You would look, you would look one direction and there you were. And then you would look the other direction and you were there as well. So I can see why they, they were confused about that. You know, it's, he's fast. Well, it's quick, he's is what fast. you're trying to say. Yeah, he's quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. And we got it. <laughs> well, we're going to warm you up here with the podcast with Hoax Top Five from the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing it back to that. My top five Dallas thoughts are, one, uh, Coach Darrow encourages the team to focus more convincingly than any coach I've ever seen. He says it, and I want to put down everything I have and help the cause. <laughs> and he does this specific eye motion. He circles his eye and says, focus, focus, and paces the sidelines. Talk to us about him as a coach. And What is that eye motion? For, for the listener... It's Hogue. He's making like the okay sign. It's like a monocle, like focusing your eyes on. We're all doing it right now. You know? Yeah, we're all doing it. Oh, is this one? Trying it out. That's yeah. what it is. I just yeah. shot a three and I just made it. Right. Oh. So. Yeah, that's what it is. Just give us a little bit of the dish on Darrow. He's so focused that it kind of just rubs off on you. Does that make sense? Do y'all kind of get that feeling too? I mean, Hogue, you were right there on the sideline. You saw it. When he said focus, I mean, his eyes are so focused that you're just, you're focused as well. And I feel like everybody was. Super focused. Sideline, too. Definitely. I think this is one of our best sidelines, and I think it was because of the focus. You know, we weren't messing around on, on the sideline. We were, like, genuinely helping our team. Everybody was in it. Focus was there. You guys like the, the rock band Focus, who famously had the song Hocus Pocus? <laughs> By Focus. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Dead serious. There's a yodel solo. Yodel. And a flute solo. <laughs> Play wow. it. Dig it up. Play it. Flatty, this yeah. is really remarkable, uh, like, subcontext yeah. for this focus discussion we're having. Um, Maybe this is going to be Darrow's, like, new theme song is Hocus Pocus by Focus. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I yeah. think we can move on to the next topic. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's going to pick that one up and run with it, but <laughs> once, you, once you hear the tune... He'll have no choice. Uh, the other thing is, um, 
Wolf. He's in. Uh, Jared Wolf is injured, but he's uh, he's definitely still active on the sidelines. He's he's very much a sort of an assistant coach figure whilst injured, and he says violent things in the huddle. <laughs> I caught one Meeks. I caught a moment where he says, "Let's push their fucking heads under the fucking water and drown them. They don't want none of this." You know, I don't personally remember that one, but gosh, that would get me inspired real quick. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of thing a generally common occurrence from from Wolf on the sideline? You know, I would say Jared Wolf is one of the most intense players I've I've come to know. Oh, give us your number three. Uh, Matt Bennett never stops talking. That's the way I want it. I yeah. like Matt talking. <laughs> No, it's great. He says he seems to say valuable things, and people seem to listen. Yeah, I like I like Matt a lot. Oh, he's your he's your soulmate. That's right. right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Can I pause there? What does that exactly mean when you're soulmates? I mean, y'all share beds and stuff on the road, or like you throw together, or you know what? I haven't experienced that, but I don't want to say that that's a no. Okay. So uh, no, but I think what it means is it's usually like a veteran player, I imagine, mm-hmm. and then like a, a younger player. I, I think. You know, I don't know for sure, but I think I think that's how it is. Like, you, you know, he takes you under your wing most more times than not. I think. And is that something that actually is put into practice? I mean, to what degree do you really feel like Matt's soulmate? Does that's he- a that's a good question. Uh, I think f- for everybody, it's a little different. Um, I don't know if there's like uh, other people get told to do one thing or another. Maybe Matt has been told to do something with me. You know, I'm not sure. I mean. Just quickly, like we got each other's number right off bat, and it was just like, hey, like if you need something, you tell me. You know, you ask me whatever you need. You know, I got you. It's more of like a like a just in case like nobody else has your number, maybe like it's just somebody to be there for you if you need it during the season. Like a like an emergency phone tree from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the snow chain. It was, you have a snow day. Yeah, the old snow chain. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it is. Oh, so it's a snow chain. Yeah, got this, it. This all has a snow chain. Yeah, you just right. needed to say snow yeah, yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did want to say that uh, it's bottomlessly depressing to see Walsh in street clothes on the sidelines mm-hmm. during during such a special game. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's tough. I mean, see, I saw him at practice today, and he. I mean, looked like a pedestrian. You don't. I don't see Walsh as a pedestrian. You know what I'm saying? I see him <laughs> right. as, as a player first. That, that's how I. I don't know. Just that's what I see. And so to see him like walking around barefoot is just that was tough. <sighs> Soul crushing. Oh, by the way, we still don't know who at Lord Walshclaw is on Twitter. So is it? Oh, actually, do you know? No, I don't. I don't. But I should have done some research before because I was listening to it and I was like. But I was going to look it up to see if I could see anything or talk to the guys about it. Mm. Uh, nice tease been going on kind of a deep dive. And it's... <laughs> it's I gotta know! I, know. I gotta know! It's not... Hot button it's, issue. Right it's not his roommate Shifty Teeth. Now, these people could what? be lying. Really? It's not Shifty Teeth. That's astounding. Is that his roommate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matt, it's not Bjorn. Right? It's not hollering. And after that, any of those folks would say it's not them. That's the problem. Who the... Fuck is it? Who could it possibly be? It's like Dylan Jones or some <laughs> some deep cut, some T State kid that just still adores Walsh for their time at Natty's back in the day. Maybe, maybe you're on the right track there, but I just I just feel like it's someone from the old guard that definitely has more. Th- I don't think they have kids because these types of tweets don't come from people who have kids hmm. because these are. 
They're not just ripping these out. They're thinking about these tweets. They're make they made a fucking survey on one of them about like really yeah. You're, so you're saying they know enough about social media that they can make a Twitter survey? Yeah, they like have some free time. Mm-hmm. You think? So. Hmm. Well, the only person that I can think of that we wouldn't ever think of, Chris Grimm. Chris Grimm. <laughs> 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 Great that, call. That's the sleeper right there. Wow. We're all sleeping on it. Chris Grimm, MIA. Oh, and that's man. where Chris Grimm is. That's where he's been this whole time. In a basement Gosh. composing tweets. Well, we're gonna still we're gonna keep working on that. Before we go ahead and learn more about our guest Meeks, we gotta give a shout out to our podcast. Sponsors. Podcast sponsors. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Let's start with a shout out to our podcast. And then a shout out to our sponsors. As if hey, we don't do it's enough. It's the sold out podcast. There you folks. go. And you know what? You can quote Evan Leppler on this one. It's the best podcast in Ultimate. Don't yeah. let the haters on Reddit steal Yeah, and by the way, f- all y'all Reddit haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. F- y'all. yeah, yeah. F- Come you. out here, f- y'all. Come out, f- y'all. Come out, nice tea. Uh, to quote Wildcat, you lost your Texas, boy. That's right. F***ing <laughs> <laughs> Reddit. Yeah. What is Reddit? It's some bullshit. That's right. That's some go on. Right. Holy <laughs> so yeah, we had to edit that out for those listeners. I nice, just got nice so deep. angry, man. Well, I, I need to bring it back to our sponsors because you know okay. we have some sponsors now, and, and we're just going to shout them out real quick. Uh, sponsor number one, Badfish Sublime Tribute Band, <laughs> because why not? <laughs> Kicking it to you, Flatty. Uh, I, hey, I'd like to give a special thank you to our uh, uh, platinum level sponsor, Matt Hankey. Two years in a row, uh, I would say titular sponsor uh, sold out presented by matt hankey <laughs> and you managed to say titular i did uh <laughs> carrie cleveland with a healthy donation to the cause we hear you we feel you uh sold out is also sponsored by uh michael tank natenberg um underwriting dr flatball's uh black or white roulette bet which netted us twenty dollars black or white huh Cool. What is it? Red or black? Yeah. I've never gambled. <laughs> you lame dweeb. You can hardly tell. <laughs> and of course, uh, we've got a very special friend of mine, a very special friend of mine, Michael Percy French, who uh, generously donated in exchange for the directorial powers over one sold-out skit. Percy is his middle name? Isn't that, I mean, isn't that Holler in his middle name? No. Uh, yes. I thought it was Pete. Oh, it is Pete. Pete. Yeah. 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 Uh, and there, you know, I've gotten a few texts actually. Uh, former soul player and one-time Cavs of the Year award winner Brett Grauman, uh, he offered to sponsor our cookie fund. Nice. Uh, you know what? I, my money, my my mind immediately went to Brett Grauman with Lord Walchclaw. <gasps> oh, it could be Lord. Do you know Brett Grauman? Meeks, you know I'm, I'm I'm not aware of him. You don't know Grom, Teddy Grauman? He uh, played the first year of the Soul. He's a local standout. Was a big star on the UMass team on the US U24 team. So I should know. You should know him. Okay. He's a baller. But he's currently living in uh, Massachusetts. Hmm. Hopefully he'll be back. Anyway, shout out to those sponsors. Now let's get back. We got our, our, our uh, special guest here, Corey Meeks. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your story, how you came to be on The Soul? Because last year you just appeared in that weird game in Nashville where, where like we had a bunch of, at the time, random, random players, of which you were one. You but, came out of absolutely nowhere. And we want to know... What's up with that? The only the only place I had seen you was you were that, I thought, maybe a little crazy dude yelling a lot at the gaucho tryouts that I went yep. to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was a really random. Uh, it was a random way how I got on. Uh, I think Biggs asked in a group chat, and he was like, "Of of some, like it was a Saturday. It's a it's a, a group chat for like all the really good people in San Antonio. Or I say the the top level club players. I guess it would be a better." And so he asked in that group chat, hey, is anybody available to go to Tennessee? And it was just like, whatever. And so I'm just one of the guys that said, yeah. I think it was only like two of us that said, yeah. And then of of those two people, I think I was the only one that, that got picked. And then uh, in Tennessee, I just happened to play well. And so just on to the next week. And then that week, I just played well. And then finally, I was actually like starting to get like a roster spot or even a practice player spot. And I just kept going to practice. And I just kept doing well. And then – I guess what was it second to last game I got on the starting roster and then that was it really. You had a couple D's, one in particular in that second to last game I feel like in the end zone it was against Dallas is that right? Oh yeah yeah. yeah. I feel like that was what really kind of cemented you on the team. Yeah it's it, I don't know it's tough out there if you get one D a game you're a good defensive player you know so. You know what I like about your defense is that from all appearances you seem to really frustrate Dalton Smith. And I don't have anything against Dalton Smith. I like the guy. I'd like to maybe get to know him a little, a little more socially. Maybe we can have a beer or something. But he's a very good player. He's oh gr- my he's gosh. great, and you seem to kind of get under his skin. You know, he just added me on Facebook this week. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Dalton. Ah, uh, man. Uh, last year it was really hard for me to guard him because I didn't know how to. It wasn't until like right towards the end of the game that I actually realized I'm just a real physical player, especially on the mark, you know? So like, uh, I gave him a couple bumps and like, he just, they didn't, yeah. he didn't get the foul calls that he wanted. And then he got three of them in a row. So it was just uh-huh. like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's tough. But I think this year I only got it one time. Yes. Or last week. Uh, but it was, you know, that's always a fun matchup. Dalton. I'm always trying to get real physical with him. So that's great backstory. I remember that game when there was a bunch of calls against you right in a row. So you're saying earlier you had been kind of... Oh, I've been giving it to him, yeah, for sure. And they weren't calling it. So that's c- cool, man. Yeah. That's really cool. I guess Dalton had <laughs> talked to him, and they were like, hey, that guy's fouling you. And then, oh, yeah, he is fouling him. I don't know. I guess that's what happened. Huh. So you're obviously a D-line player. What what points do they call you in on? Like, you I know, think... Tell us about your role in the, the D-line, I guess. Uh... Man, it's tough. Uh, kind of like a utility defensive guy, I guess. Now, uh, at last year it was like a, a deep guy, like I'm just defending deep cutters, and now it's now it's like, hey, you can go guard a handler. Hey, you can go guard like one in the stack, like like everything but a deep cutter. Now is that because we have a bunch of six eight and above people? Yeah, I guess I guess those guys are probably the best to go cover them. So well, I think your build is a really versatile build too. Speaking of, you know, people's height. You're six one, but you're one ninety. You're built quite like a cornerback or something, and so I can see you because you're not a giant guy out there covering handlers really well. But your speed and your athleticism really lends for taking taking out deep shots as well. I guess so. It's I, you know I don't mind guarding those defense those those deep cutters because those guys are really physical, and that's what that's how I like to play. You know I, I'm really physical off the disc, and then when we get off when we get on the disc when I'm when I'm marking, you know. I try to take a couple of steps off because I've been really fouling some marks. So I think taking some steps off <laughs> helps a lot. Are you a, are you a goon? Is that what you're in there? To are you the, yeah, you're the goon. Fights? I'm in there. I'm in there to cause chaos. Really. I mean, what else is there? You know, for me. That's beautiful. Well, that that's a good segue too. I did some some background research on you from some of your teammates, and uh, they said 
make sure you ask about how he played a little bit of college football and that oh. everybody wants to know how the hell this guy ended up playing pro ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, college football was disappointing for me, to say the least. So coming out of high school, it was like I was always the number two guy. You know, I played a whole bunch of different sports in high school. Like I played basketball, like track, you know, all the all the sports except like tennis and stuff like that, which not, all the Texas sports. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, I don't want to talk about Mick and tennis, but <laughs> <laughs> so I can't I can't say too many bad things about tennis because you know Mick, but uh, <laughs> we know Mick. <laughs> Big cat. And, and so uh, what is, I feel like ultimate like just combined a whole a whole bunch of sports. You know, basketball. You're talking about the mark. Basketball. I don't know. You're always trying to stay in front of the guy. You know. So it's like it, it, it makes sense. Uh, but to get back to college football, um, I was, uh, I came in there and I was playing receiver. So that's, that's what I played all, uh, pretty much. I mean that in linebacker, but not too much linebacker, but, um, and so when I played receiver, I went to Sol Ross. I don't know if y'all ever heard Alpine, Texas. Uh Yeah. That's a great place to learn to play Frisbee. I feel like, cause there's nothing to do, but play Frisbee. (laughs) Okay. There's nothing interesting out there, guys. Big bend. Great stuff. Great. You go to big bend. I think everybody should go. It's freaking cheap. Great, great place. I've only been twice, so I can't say great things too much, but great place. Uh, yeah, so I got taught by a really old – I say really old. He's going to hate me if he ever hears that. Uh, his name is Jim Thompson. He's an old double-wide guy or whatever it was before double-wide maybe, but he was like one of the first years, second years of double-wide. Hell of a player. I mean, he'd still run me. And, you know, I, like I was just a pretty much raw athlete in college, you know. I mean, who isn't, you know. But he would still run me and go deep, and I'd still not be able to catch the guy sometimes. And and so he really taught me how to cut. Like, took me under his wing, you know. And then – so I wasn't even going to play ultimate at first. It was uh, my professor for – what's a BS class? I can't think of the name. An absolute BS. Like I spent money on this class, and I'm pissed like, that I spent money. Geology 101, rocks okay, for jocks. It's worse than that. We're talking Oof. worse than that. Like it's like it's introducing you to the school, oh. and like I picked the school. I already am introduced okay. to it. You know, it, I can't seminar freshman seminar. I think is okay. okay. But I'm paying for this class. And I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm paying for it, but I have to go. You know, because I don't want to take it again the next semester. So it's one of those things. And so he just happens to be the head of ultimate it's not big like we just barely started that team when i got there or it was one year started before i got there or whatever and so i'm just like a, a pickup for them or whatever you know you're always trying to recruit the football guys that you, you know how college recruitment goes like you're yeah. trying to pick up all the freaking athletes and then teach them something right you know so i just happened to be a guy that had his foot out the door with football you know because i wasn't very good at it there was better players than me it was playing time was not that much so we ran like we ran like a two back set back there. So it's like, there's only two receivers on the field. If you're the third string guy, then it's you're, you're, you're shit out of luck. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those situations. Uh, what's it called? And so I started playing ultimate because he tells me, Hey, get five, five points of credit. And he showed me a couple of ultimate videos. Got me. I was okay. This is kind of a, this is kind of a sport. And at the time, <laughs> it was, at the time it was like MLU stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he's showing me like big, huge bids, like everybody that's playing MLU. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe these guys are, these guys are playing their ass off a little bit. I guess I'll go, go look at it. So I came out, I think I spent two days or whatever. I don't even remember getting the extra credit for it, but it was, it was super fun. I fell in love and and that was that. That's how I got out of college football and into ultimate frisbee. So ultimate, it's it's great when stories you hear where ultimate is pitched to the athlete, 
and not that the athlete just grows up into ultimate. I mean, remember Waltz's story where he was just sort of wandering around uh, Texas State <laughs> campus and there was a tent and he's like, I think I want to play. And they're like, do you know what how to play? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 so funny. And then and then fast forward, what, two years and you're in your second year of pro ultimate. This is this will be my third three and a half years of playing. Yeah. So. Wow. That was only three and a half years Man. ago. That's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great hey you're, you're the future of ultimate right there uh i also wish that i could get like a list of like meek's colloquialisms like he can still run me <laughs> i like that <laughs> i need to start keeping a list i feel i got a feeling that you've got a lot of those i need to know something um i've i reference a certain character from a certain movie when i talk about you mm. quite a bit mm-hmm have you seen Varsity Blues? You know, I haven't. I don't know who Tweeter is, actually. Oh, well, here's you. Here's man. a photo of you and Tweeter I next to each it. other. He plays slot back on the, in Varsity Blues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's got the Texas drawl down. He's a he's, little bit wild and crazy. He's it got be- kind of your, like, kind of poofy faux hawk look. <laughs> the well-trimmed beard. Um, I just was curious... Um, from a soul, you can probably translate some high school football personalities to the soul. So I'm going to toss out a player from Varsity Blues. Probably going to have to describe who they are a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you tell me who that is in the soul. Oh, I can do that. You That's not that? a problem. That's easy. Okay. I mean. uh, Lance Harbor, played by Paul Walker, stud quarterback, gets injured early season. Oh, I mean, I think we can all spell it out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're talking Chase Cunningham right here. Yes. Absolutely. It was even a knee injury, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm, It's tough. Gosh. Yeah, no. Do we want to bring Chase in as like a sold-out guy now to kind of boost his spirits? Probably. Yeah, I'm definitely open Mm -hmm. to that for sure. I just don't know if it's like extremely beneath him. (laughs) Okay, I'm hmm. gonna give you the uh, the easy ones first. Okay, Mox, James Vanderbeek, backup quarterback that comes in and fills Lance Harbor's role. Mm. Kind of a little bit of uh, kind of marches to his own beat, you know. Smart guy, does though. his own thing, but extremely smart. Ends up going from having a C plus season to an A plus season. Mm. Wow. So, okay. So it's early on in the season, but I think we should go in depth on to see who this person really is. So like this guy, this quarterback that comes in, right? Mm-hmm. He's so he starts. Me. He he doesn't have a good first game or first two games. He's second string and he is he is squarely on the bench and everyone is constantly reminding him of it. And also, Meeks, this is this might be an important piece of information. Okay, he's not getting the chance to play, so he's sitting on the bench, and he gets in trouble with his coach because he's reading. Some highfalutin <laughs> yeah. book, some novel. He's, like a, he's a bit of a brainiac. He is. Okay. He's, you know, he's heady. And, and third, piece, heady. third piece of information is that once he does come in and he has some flounders a little bit, then he starts having some success. Mm-hmm. Then he runs into the problem of he has one really hot sort of homey girlfriend, and then the really hot cheerleader girlfriend now oh. wants to get with him. So now he has the problem of do I stay with my loyal Already super hot girlfriend, <laughs> and go with the blonde, super hot lead cheerleader girlfriend. Do what the a, words "whipped cream" "bikini" mean anything? To you? <laughs> what a problem to have! I yeah. mean, <laughs> what's going on over there? It's a good movie. You should check it's it a out. Great movie. 
Yeah, no. Uh, so who's that? <laughs> yeah, so who's that? Uh, wow, that's a good. Uh, I don't know. I think of. Uh, you know, Matt's Matt's on the defense, but I feel like when you talk about the next best player to have a really good season, it has a chance. You know, of really doing something special. I think is Matt. It's hard to say. Matt's. That's tough. It's a tough one because it's got to be someone who's in position. It's a special to take a leadership role, you know. And I think he, Matt's a good good call there. You know what though? In the game one where Chase got hurt, he did move over to O line. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And, and that's the reason for, I said it because he's yes. not not that he's the backup because he's on the defensive line, right. but he can play offense and just as well with any of those guys. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why I tried to I tried to put it into a guy that's coming in and he's okay. He's he's still a really good player, you know. Yeah. All right. I guess, but I, yeah. No, that's that. I think that's as good as we can do. I think so. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be an exact match. There's I mean, no Matt Bennett's not reading like Madame Bovary in the sidelines. No, <laughs> you know, maybe guess... he's ready to upgrade to the super hot cheerleader girlfriend. Hmm. True, and I didn't mean to say that Matt Bennett's like dumb for <laughs> well, not dude, reading Madame Bovary. Don't call Matt Bennett dumb like that, dude. <laughs> Madame Bovary on the sidelines. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. I can't help but just alienate all not, my favorite hey, people. Flatty, wow. not everybody went to Yale like Nice D, right? Wow. I mean, Madam, geez. look, uh, is I don't that know. true? True. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You may not. <laughs> not to say, not to say that I didn't. <laughs> not to say that I didn't expect it. What, I just. No. I just didn't no. Know. Oh, you may. You're saying you didn't expect <laughs> it, dude. No, that's. But that's fine. But yeah, no, I went there. Yeah, Yale. In case you missed it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> This man is friends with lots of soul players, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played in a tournament with Walsh one time. <laughs> all right. All right I, got, I got one final player, a okay. uh, pivotal character in Varsity Blues. I think you all will agree. Billy Bob. Oh, now, man. Billy sounds Bob like a hick. Is just, he, well, he is. <laughs> He's just a lovable, large lineman type that just loves to drink light beer. And hoot and holler, mm-hmm. light beer, big fella. Gotcha. He, uh, he okay. just absorbs mm-hmm. concussions. Yeah, you know, goes he's, right back in the game. He's a senior in high school. He's on his about sixty eighth concussion, huh. and they they're giving him injections so he can just scoot right in there. Now he's a hell of a player, though. Let's just get that straight. He's, he is absolutely crucial to the success of the team. My goodness, we're yeah. talking the center. Yeah. Or uh, what somehow. is he left tackle? I mean, he's, he's enormous. He's not very mobile. He's probably a tackle. I think he's. Tackle, he's not a center. Yeah. A left tackle, probably guarding the mm-hmm. the quarterback, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is that's all I get. That's that's what you that's get. That's pretty much what you get. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little. Irked I mean, that you haven't field. seen the movie. He's a great scene with the puke and rally where he throws up that's into right. a washing machine. Into the. Wa- and yeah. then rallies. He's or? just a lovable. <laughs> He's just a lovable rascal who's enormous and gets the job done, but it's he's really pushing the limits on his body. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. So like, like Flatty said, this guy would not be above puking in a washing machine. Oh, this is yeah. easy, I think. I think this is easy, boys. I think it's Mick Walter. No shit. <laughs> Mick Seriously. Walter. Seriously. <laughs> no, I think it's Mick. <laughs> Mick's your Billy Bob. Break it down. Now, see, I don't think he's... I don't think he's... has a hit. He's not a hick, but I think... I think aside from that, though, uh, I think, you know, Mick's been, he wears knee pads now, and it's just like he's been, his you know, he's been roughed up on his knees a bunch of times, and early in practice, he had some ankle problems, but, and he can't play for like a long, long time, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, it hurts him, I'm sure, and his ankles, because they're getting, they're just getting weaker, you know, but Mick is everything else, you know, I mean, a hard player, you know, he just goes out there and does it, I mean, yeah, also, he's large, so I guess that helps a little bit, too. Uh, and he is lovable. 
always yeah, telling everything. He's always going up to, it doesn't matter who it is. Not to say that anybody won't walk up to anybody on the soul, but I'm just saying more so than anybody on the team. I think he can walk up to anybody and he can smile and have a conversation like easily, easily. Man, Lovable Beeks, guy. I saw him at the end of the game. He went right over to the stands and he just set up shop where people are funneling down into the main walkway and he was right there and he slapped i mean i kept a camera on him for like three minutes and i was like all right i got the shot and i'm tired of holding my hand he was slapping you know giving high fives thanking everybody thanks for coming out thanks for your support hey thanks for coming out hey thanks for coming out just for five minutes two things worth noting also he did lay out in that sort of Six seven or no, a way only a six seven yeah. person can, right. and may have gotten given himself a concussion. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. I didn't even. And oh, went back yeah. in the game. I Big boy fall. Think about hard. that. He's yeah. also known if you haven't seen the video from last year. I think it's last year on a sold out video where he like right before the game he left warm ups, ran over, waited in line at the torch concession stand to buy some skittles. <laughs> No, and then ran yeah. back. Is he Marshawn Lynch out here? What's yeah. going on? In his, full, so. in his full uniform and cleats. He, but not only that, like he went over there and waited in line. <laughs> you it didn't try behind, to cut in line behind Flatty. Yeah, he was <laughs> behind right behind him. me. Everyone else is letting him through. I'm like, nope. <laughs> now, could you see Mick <laughs> in tears, firing a shotgun <laughs> in the middle of the night from a truck bed? Does that fit your Mick image at all? You know, I think that's that Billy Bob, that hick that we're talking about, yeah. I guess, yeah. that he doesn't probably fit into. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a good could he do it? I think he could do it. Maybe not <laughs> I, in tears. I, I think he could get there. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, there's your quote for the start of the pod. Uh, hey, while we were on Rory, I got some good Rory info from a one-time sold-out uh, star, Rory's dad, Joe Orloff. Yes, yes, yes. I asked course. him, I was like, so what was Rory's deal? Did he play a lot of football in high school? He was like, No. He was like a really, really good skateboarder. What? I was like, what? I was like, whoa, dude, really? He's like, yeah, I got really good at it. It was like pretty intense. Who huh. fucking knew? No, huh? that's that's crazy. I thought for sure he was like a fullback or something. Me too. Just yeah. like, just hey, just go in there and beat somebody down. You know what I'm saying? According yeah. to his dad, he didn't even really play. He just skateboarded and was like a pretty loony skateboarder. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we've got one more segment here. We're bringing back a segment from from episode one. What's it called, boys? It's called... You feel me? There you go. It's called You Feel Me. And basically, this time, instead of just Nice D, Nice Dilla saying You Feel Me, it's going to be us kind of going around with any any hot take we've got or not hot take, and you're going to either say you're feeling it or you're not feeling it and clarify why you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to say it, ask you if you're feeling us, and okay. you're going to be feeling us or not. I just want to clarify. This is a yes or no. So my feeling you... Feeling you would be a yes. Yes. Okay. Right, we're all on the same page. Not feeling it, not agreeing it, it's a negative. Okay, okay, okay. But then you got to give some ba- some reason why you're not feeling it. Okay, I'll oh. start. Please. Bobby Lewis. Craziest motherfucker on the soul. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Craziest. Mm. He's one of the... Cr- oh. <sighs> you know what? I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I think... Bobby with his big flicks. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter the win. That boy's got a big flick. I'll tell you what. I don't know what it is about Bobby. He just got a big flick. But crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but crazy. What's he got? Wait, what's he got? It's no, not his, that's the beginning of the episode. <laughs> it's, not his, it's not his back end for sure. What is it? It's his big flick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a more serious note, though, his craziness. Yeah, no, he's crazy. He, yeah. But I don't think he looks crazy. Does he look crazy to you? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> he okay. reads a little crazy. Bit. He reads a little crazy. <laughs> um, I like looks, Bobby. I mean, he looks. Uh, How old's Bobby Lewis? That's a great question. I could not gauge that man's. I mean, he he's anywhere between. Nineteen and fifty six. He's he's got to be close to Dalton's age though. What is Dalton? Segment. How old is Bobby Lewis? How old is Bobby Lewis? (laughs) And it just lasts this long. We say, "How old is Bobby Lewis?" Someone takes a guess. Episode over. So somewhere around Dalton's age. That's how old. He's for sure somewhere around Dalton's age because I think they played A and M together. I got one. So Dallas beats Raleigh. Yes. 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 Yeah. Raleigh beats the Soul. The soul beats Dallas. In a, your opinion, is soul now number one in the South? <laughs> yeah. Is soul now number one in the South? Uh, soul. Oh, the Austin Soul is the number one team in the ADL South Division. You feel me? <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. now, we win this weekend. We have control over anything that happens. I think. We we have control, I think, because Dallas is Dallas is going to be Raleigh, probably a large percentage of the time I think, and I think at the end of the at the end of the day if we if we can get this head to head with with Dallas, when we see him again it's not going to really matter too much. I mean we still need to get our wins, but we're going to be in freaking control if we can win this weekend. Well, what's it going to take? They've seen you last weekend. What's going to be different? There was a big wind that was a sort of a maybe a neutralizing factor mm-hmm. for both teams mm-hmm. to go to square zero. Is square zero something? Yeah, it is. Okay. I was on such a roll with that question. <laughs> I felt like, wow, I'm being so eloquent. And then they <laughs> fucked it all up. But anyway, what are you, how are you going to beat Dallas again? I think we're making some adjustments on the double team. And I think, uh, at least we did today. Uh, and I think that's really, really going to help us. On offense, on the offense. I don't know if y'all. I mean, obviously, okay. Mean, so y'all watch offensively making offensively, offensively, and not the not to say that we don't need to make things make adjustments defensively, but I think the biggest one will be uh, the double team. Uh, they how we're changing out of and then throwing right, double team. right, which it worked out for them. I don't think more often than it than it was like forty sixty, I think, yeah. or something like that, maybe. Uh, but it, we're gonna be a lot better. And I think that's going to be a big adjustment. Why the, didn't? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say not having the win there too is also going to going to help us on our deep shots uh, be more consistent too. Because I think they were playing us really tight under uh, when we got the turn on defense. So that's going to help. Well, do a you lot. think that that eliminating the deep shot benefited you guys more or mm. them? Because they have a pretty good deep shot too. And yeah, that's true. Away from them. That's true. I think uh, the wind really hurt them on the big swings because they couldn't they couldn't swing the disc uh, big swings that we could. I don't know. I can't remember who exactly was swinging the disc. Like, oh, actually, Kyle had like a bunch of flicks swings that were freaking huge, and they just couldn't get big swings off, you know. And so I think it hurt them a lot more than it hurt us. And so I think that it helped us win the game. Yeah, for sure. Maybe it's gonna be windy in Dallas though. Like it's, it's not. Windy. It's not gonna not be windy. It's just not gonna be as windy. How come y'all didn't do more double teaming in the last game as well? It seemed like they were having even forty sixty success. Is pretty good. No, that is pretty good. I think that that is pretty good, and that's why we had to make an adjustment so quickly. I think uh, we we tried to double team. We did not double team as much as they did. Of course, we didn't. We didn't think like, hey, we're gonna roll this out pretty consistently. You know, that was that's kind of their mo in windy games. Uh, yeah, we should have double teamed quite a bit more, but we didn't. 
Well, we can't wait to see what happens on Saturday. Uh, the whole team heading up there in a 15-passenger van? Yeah, probably two of them this time, but we'll see. Who's driving, you? No, it's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be... It's, I think it'll be Mick Walter. Mick Walter. <laughs> They're not making Chris Grimm drive? Don't you remember that? Didn't yeah. he drive home from Dallas at like 4 a.m.? Chris Grimm did? Yeah, last Early year in college. Last year, Nice D rolled back with the team after the, the game in Dallas. Hmm. I tend to just kind of find my way with the team. You know? <laughs> just kind of end up there. I mean, is that the worst thing, really? Nah. And they put Chris Grimm behind the wheel for like the... 2 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. shift. <laughs> this, little, this little boy. What an audible called. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we're about to take it out, but real quick hit. Ten Go seconds ahead. to answer this. Go ahead. Who's got the best... Well, and by best, I think I mean most annoying stall count on the soul. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Well, while you're thinking, there's a guy at Pickup, for example, an older dude named Pat. Give us a Pat stall count imitation, Dr. Flabby. Uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move the mic away from my yeah. mouth a little bit. Put it over there. Stalling! One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, up! Break! It's the worst. Exactly <laughs> okay, how I it think, happens. I think I know who it is. Okay, yeah. so we don't usually call our own stall counts in, in practice, you know, so it's kind of tough to hear people. But of the people that do it, so it's probably DeRoe, Bjorn, and today it was Walsh. And Walsh was the most annoying of all of them because, oh. no, 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 he's going to get stuff for this. So he, I could barely hear when he said five. And so I don't know if, I'm, if I need to shift or, you know what I'm saying? So like, uh it was Walsh. Oh, so he's too quiet. He's too quiet. Is it his his newfound husky voice that was doing it? <laughs> he needs to, at five, I need to hear five. You know what I'm saying? So Walsh was. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, it's a good thing Walsh isn't doing it, you know, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's better on the field. Well, thanks again, Meeks. Good luck on Saturday. Who are we? Sold out! I'm a soul.